Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 370th episode of Constructed Criticism. I am your host, Mason, joined by my punctual co-host, Abe. Abe, how you doing? I'm doing great. Didn't you call me punctual the other week, or did you call me tardy? I called you tardy, and then I felt bad, and so now I'm oh, wow. the, the saga this is making continues. Amends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is my my uh, birthday gift to you. Oh yeah, your tardy birthday gift exactly. for my punctual moniker. A hundred percent. You get it. You understand. It's, yeah, it's actually it was Abe's birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Abe! It's great to have you here for that. Uh, we are going to kind of do a, a special episode today because. Originally, the plan was like maybe push back and not do an episode because I just spent the last weekend in Seattle and I came back and work stuff. And then Abe's birthday was yesterday. But during that time, the SCG tour announced that, hey, SCG Con's going to be at the end of the year. We're going to have the invitational there. And one of the ways to get there, if you didn't already queue from the season before COVID, is via the SCG tour online. So with that information and everything, we wanted to make sure to pump out uh, a kind of a targeted episode on standard so we're going to do kind of the normal stuff uh but we're going to be kind of focusing on that and kind of getting it out the door but we still want to do our always improving because that is kind of the point of the show and something we want to hold on to and abe what was your always improving segment uh this week i spent a bunch of time just uh doing a bunch of clerical stuff scheduling appointments i had my first doc's appointment in a while uh, especially after the the pandemic and stuff and it's really been working on that and uh and keeping myself in line organizationally but uh, no, nothing too exciting other than that how about you mason worked a lot on modern um i've had a modern 2k in like four days now or whatever which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about but uh talking to you about it talking to derek about it a lot of uh cyborg stuff and trying to get that all hammered out for this weekend so that you know i can do the best i can just working on that sort of thing and you know it's something i haven't really got to do in a while and it's a uh, fun to have kind of stakes and do it again especially in modern which I just haven't done in a very long time. Yeah, format's great right now, honestly. I think the games are all super fun. Big agree, big agree. Well, speedrun we said, speedrun we shall do, including with our great sponsors over at Oasis Games. You can get all your magic cards you need there. Every week I go on and on. I do some bit. I say about some cards. Pfft, listen, NRGs are back. SCGs are back. Probably going to hear some about WotC uh, at this rate for next year here in a couple months. So you need cards again in paper. Check out Oasis Games. Yeah, they're great. Can't can't recommend them enough. Uh, and also, if you're super excited about the uh, the SG Tour Online coming back, and you're ready to flex on them with your sick arena account full of uh, promotional uh, cosmetic goodies, you can go over to GreatBikingGames.com code CCMTG at checkout for ten percent off. And for Oasis Games, you can use codes uh, what was that CCMTG for fifteen percent off your first order. And uh, would that be good for four percent credit back on any purchase? It's true. Uh, so you know. Go use those things and rake in, rake in the benefits. It's a great time to be alive. Paper Magic's come back. 100%. And, of course, the final way you can support the show is directly at patreon.com. And, Abe, do you want to hit us with our Patreon question this week, which is one of the benefits of being a patron? Yeah, our Patreon question this week comes from Adrian D., which is asking, perfect for our episode this week, uh, what is the best way to level up your game for standard specifically? Uh, now, I don't know about you, Mason. I know that I think like one of the things I see people who want to really become masters of standard do is that they will play every deck uh, at least a couple of times to really understand it and really think about the play patterns from both sides of the table to see how they can uh, be exploiting them with whatever deck they think is best positioned, uh, be that like, you know, understanding better how Sultai right now in this format 
stacks up against mono green or rogues or what the important cards are. You just get a really good feel of it from both ends of the table. I remember when Alex Madleton top aided um, the Mythic Championship with his uh, red green. It was like mono red with Cinder Vines deck. He did his article for Star City about it. And one of the things he said was that, you know, I've always been pretty good. And, you know, I've always kind of worked hard, but this was the first pro tour in a very long time that I felt like I had actually spent the, the just raw hours playing every deck and understanding every card in the format inside and out, every deck build that's out there and what it's like. And uh, that really just helped him come to a decision, feel super comfortable in his games. So maybe you don't need to go that hard and not spend like a hundred hours playing arena standard ladder cues, but do take the time to understand all of the decks and get a real picture for what the landscape of the format is like and and how you feel about certain matchups and and things and don't just have to take it for for someone else's word just do the do a lot of that work uh not not just on your own deck but on others how about you mason yeah i i echo those and i would say uh one of the ways that things that i would add specifically and i think that this is one of those things that i've talked about in the past uh, but i think it applies a lot to standard too is think about how they're going to sideboard uh and spending a lot of time actually just discussing like how are they going to sideboard versus me and how we're going to do it? We actually spent a good amount of time today discussing, like, all right, I'm playing Blue-Red Ragavan for this modern tournament. I, I really want some sort of pivot threat for, like, if they bring in Graveyard Hate where we're getting a little grindy and trade cards, and I would like for that card to be as least susceptible as Mystical Dispute as possible. And it's like, okay, like, should we do this card? And it's like, no, we're, like, running into their sideboard cards. Okay, let's think about, like, what these decks are going to do. And I think that specifically in standard matters a lot because the card pool is so much smaller. When we talk about modern, it's like, okay, I expect my opponents to play Mystical Dispute, but what if this person out there has decided that like they really like having Pithy Needle against me because they're like, they have a fetches a bunch and they've got Jaces and just kind of wild stuff, right? But in standard, while there is sometimes weird outlier cards, for the most part, you have a really good idea of what's going on and you can think about that. And I think that's one of those things that you get to do when you're not actually playing magic and you're, you know, doing your clerical job or you're working out and you just think about how they're going to do it and maybe find a friend who also wants that sort of thing. I think it's super important. And the part two, because I think that's a little leaning on Abe there is find somebody or some place where you can talk about things and just kind of have discussions. And, you know, it's something that's said a lot of magic, but we haven't said it here on the podcast in a while. I think it's really important to have discussions and to have strong opinions that break easily. And so what I mean by that is you will defend your opinion, but at the end of it, you reevaluate where you're at. And there, I know there are a bunch of times where I'm like pretty strong on an opinion, but you know, when it comes time for game day or at the end of the conversation, I end up changing, but I'm not, you know, just like a willow and like a willow wisp, right? Where I'm just going back and forth and whatever. I, I kind of take a stance and I talk through it and I, you know, I make the other people have their thing and, Ultimately, they might be right or whatever, but we need to have a conversation about it. And it needs to be a thing where we're not too quick to bend or break if it isn't so obvious. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's I why I right. always argue against mana dorks every time. Yeah, Abe just hates being ahead on mana. It's his least favorite yeah, part. Yeah, but you know what? I got to argue it through every time. And I do play the mana dorks most of the time now. That, that's a big level up I've had over the years, especially in standard. Yeah. <laughs> so, play the good cards uh, is the last you. level up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just, we're not talking about it anymore. Thank you so much, though, to Adrian for that question. That was a great question, and I hope that helps you with, uh, with you know, proceeding on, on climbing the ladder and being, uh, being a better match player than you were yesterday. Yeah, and hopefully uh, that will help you in the SCG Tour Online, and we can see you at SCG Con. Yeah, I hope to see 
as many patrons and just listeners as possible at SGGCon. It'd be really awesome, especially after joining the show in the middle of, of the pandemic, to be able to meet uh, many of the fans for the first time in person and, you know, uh, say, say thanks to y'all for listening and stuff. So if you do qualify and make it out, let us know. That would yeah. be that would be awesome. But as we said, we are speed running this episode and we are going fast to today's topic, which is what are you going to play or what would you play if you are going to play uh, in the SUGs this week? There's They start this Friday, the satellites, uh, Friday, Saturday, and the main event Sunday. Where is your mind in this brand new, basically untouched because people haven't cared about it, uh, standard format as far as what you would play, Mason? Yeah, like Abe said, standard hasn't had a lot of pressure on it. Uh, since basically the middle of Strixhaven when the MPL stuff stopped. And there will be Worlds in a week from now, which will give us a lot along with the two SCG tours. And so we'll have a lot of standard data by then. But right now, I think as things kind of lie, when you look online at Modo and the people that are still competing and what's kind of going, I think the kind of level zero decks, you have two options. You can play Mono Green, which is an aggressively slanted mid-rangey deck. Um, you can make it more aggressive, you can make it more mid-rangey, but I would say it's kind of a, an Abzan Aggro of old type deck. Uh, where it can grind but still curve out on people. Ranger class, like A perfectly called, has been one of the most impactful cards in AFR so far. So big dub to Abe there when it comes to the set review things when we come back around to there. But that card has been great. Uh, and then the other option is Sultai. So if you're not someone who likes to beat down again on the battlefield, Sultai is the other kind of default deck. It is still very strong from when we last left it. It's gotten a few new tools. Uh, Sultai gets a lot of advantage for how like you build the deck sideboard i think and i think andy awkward built a really great sideboard at least currently uh and won the challenge with things like four dress four eliminate and just some two ofs and things where we want those same type of cards and we're just kind of hey we're yorion deck we're gonna be kind of heavy on uh having an inconsistent deck and so i'm sorry i want to be heavy on the specific cards so those are kind of the two default decks i think right now and that's the place where if you're playing in a satellite um be on the lookout for those decks and as always the satellites will inform the sunday metagame as we've learned from past SEGs. so you're going to make sure to follow follow fire shoes on twitter uh, and check the SEG website if you're not on twitter to kind of look at what's doing well because that normally affects what's going on on sunday but for going into friday saturday and to be honest with how new everything is probably sunday as well those are the two kind of decks i'm looking at as the level zero must be decks yeah, I, I think that's a good definition of level zero. I think I would be hard-pressed to not, at least for the first satellite I play, play Sultai. Um, it, it just feels like I'm kind of asking people to show up with something good enough to beat me. And I think that with the way things are now, it might be... I've heard that the mono-green matchup is good for mono-green against Sultai. Um, and so that might be a draw to it. But I, I'm not sure how confident i am in playing something that i haven't really had a lot of time with and i definitely feel confident with a deck that's playing just some of the most powerful threats uh threats we have so i'd probably go with either something tried and true like that or cycling i think cycling is still uh it's a deck that's proven it can it can do it and i think a lot of people building new decks and especially if they're thinking about only Sultai or you know haven't played in a while they're, they're just gonna like it's gonna be off the radar and and it's still gonna be very powerful so i think that that's a good call i think Embercleave is gonna be on the down because uh, of just how good the color green is going to be for this event. I, I think that those decks just kind of naturally prey on the red decks, uh, despite them getting Burning Hands, which is a good tool if you're someone who's really married to playing the red decks at beating um, both 
Elder Gargaroth and Lovestruck Beast for for cheap. It's just a solid removal spell you can play. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't get too fancy. Uh, I, I would wait and see probably what the first couple six O's are, like what all the Friday results come out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what what I expect the most played deck to be. If it looks like Sultai is performing really poorly or really well, and then Mono Green doesn't perform well at all, then you know maybe Mono Green just overhyped and we're back to a pretty stable format. We understand from where things were at the end of uh, at the end of the last uh, MPL split, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I would play it safe. I think Cycling's probably being slept on. I think people just don't ever respect that deck enough, or they respect it too much. I feel like I've been on that side too many times, too, where I'm like, I just can't beat Cycling with, like, Naya, and so I'm gonna not play it. But, uh, yeah, there's not a lot that's changed other than the addition of the Mono Green deck, and some decks getting some really cool tools. Um, just be prepared for the things you're used to, and also for for probably decks to be a little cleaner and more consistent and curve out on you. Creatures are a little bigger. Uh, mono white's probably not going to be as big. The, the like mono white, mono red aggro dynamic against each other has been totally shaken up yeah. um, by the fact there's a bigger creature deck that is able to get aggressive enough. So yeah, I would the... probably stay away from those decks because I think that they were kind of like there to eat each other. Maybe rogues is just the play too. I, I could see a world where that's true, but I don't know how the rogues mono green matchup is, and I wouldn't want to speak on it. Yeah, I think the rogues mono green matchup is pretty rough as ranger class. Like the aggressive decks were always kind of something that you had to fiddle your way through and rogues hasn't got that many upgrades um they have power word kill now i believe this in the card's name the new like yeah. kill anything but dragons and yeah. angels, et but you probably don't even want to play that because of gold span dragon being so exactly prevalent as a threat I, I guess thinking back on the gruel versus rogues matchup feeling like when gruel was on a beatdown draw like with bone crusher giant on three and like just curving into it it was kind of rough for rogues those were the games i felt like i had the best chance of winning more than the kind of bigger Lovestruck Beast games, because those were more disruptable. So if this is a deck that does that more often, I would probably not want to be rogues rogues in that matchup. So Yeah, and, and Ranger class out card you, is, you know. Yeah. You have to really Yeah, you, you have to be on a mill draw, I think, to win. And uh those draws are a little bit worse when they have a, a bigger mileage card that sure they're gonna like mill themselves one to cast a card off the top. But if you can't efficiently run them out of uh run them out of cards, then they're just going to be able to keep attacking you and you're not going to be able to start turning the corner. Yep. Uh, so, so, and, and you can't rely on drawing double crab. That's just not, it's not a way you can play magic. Agreed. Uh, and for what it's worth on mono white, there was a second place mono white deck that Cardon played, uh, which specifically played book of exalted deeds. And so this forces oh. the, uh, soul type players to play cure sea God, or there's no deck in the format that beats it. No deck has any land answers except Curabus the Sea God. So if you're going to play Mono White, it looks kind of weird. And the version that they played, uh, played for Glory, which is the Snow Tutor. So it gets Faceless Haven, or uh, it can also get an, a legendary artifact. So you can get the Book of Exalted Deeds. So that deck was playing like four and three, I think, three in the Deeds. And it looks to be fairly strong. It seems like if you're going to play Mono White, that has to be the way to do it. Uh, I do worry about that getting you more than a 6-0, but if you're trying just to keep for SCG Con, a 6-0 or two yeah. five ones will get you there. So Yeah, I'm I'm pretty worried because I felt like a big strength of that deck in Standard 2022, which was that format that kind of floated around for a week before we're here now. Um, but I felt like that deck was not one that could really thrive or exist well in a best-of-three format where people can just pack answers to that combo of like putting a counter on your Faceless Haven. 
Well, the, the um, big difference I would say for this deck is that it's actually the aggro deck of old, except for those seven cards. So like, well, the, well the except for, yeah, except for the the, the tutors, and except the for the tutors books. and the book, yeah, and you can turn the book on, but like where you had Havlar and stuff, or Havlar the God of Battles and some of the one of things, that's where they put those in. So it, it is a very weird and like off the wall deck, but it is something like if you're thinking to yourself, man, I need what I only have mono white cards in arena, that might be the way to do it because I don't expect a yeah. lot of people to like be prepared to actually do that on the satellites. So. Yeah, I think if you also, to that note, if you are someone who's not going to play that deck but wants to make sure they maybe have an answer floating around somewhere, like a more flexible card that could disrupt that, mm-hmm. um, or if you're, you know, maybe you could fit a field to ruin in your mana base, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that might return be to nature. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, just just something to be able to, to break that whole thing up might be uh, might be worth it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you can check out all three of the decks we just kind of talked about in big uh, over on Card Kingdom with my article this week. Ooh. Yeah, they got a little, a little free plug if you're like, where do I find these decks? There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think that kind of does it. A lot of the players that we saw before, so like your Nayas, your Mono Reds, your Etcetera's, they've been floating around. Is it Dragons is one. They're floating around and they just haven't got the dubs or the big numbers yet. And some of that's inertia. And some of that's lack of incentive to play the standard format, but we have big incentive now. Um, you know, five, it's like a five thousand dollar tournament, or whatever, every weekend, and like the being able to play the first big tournament back, which this is going to be, I think, is a, a big draw, even if it's not you know the most uh, as prestigious as the Pro Tour. But hey, if you can do it, it'd be really awesome, and you'll promise. There will be a lot of really fun people there because you know I'm there and Abe's there, so like that's at yeah, least two, and then there's got to be one be more. Yeah. I know, I know at least like one fun person going who isn't you. Yeah, that's true. So I can think of one too. Shout out to uh, Kyle. All right, well, <laughs> I think that's actually going to do it. Like we said, this is a, a quicker episode, and we kind of just wanted to fill you in. But next week we plan to do a deep dive into standard, kind of pour over everything and do everything with all that information. Uh, available to us from this weekend of stuff but honestly there's just not enough here and we could speculate on things but i think just giving you kind of the two default things to do and if you're not going to do them at least you know to look out for them so yeah and and i will although i'm not sure i will be playing in uh in any satellites or anything this weekend i will be pouring over them and probably talking about it a bit in the discord so if you are a patron or want to become a patron so that you can get access to that i will probably post what i would play um mm. as well as be able to talk with anyone who wants to like you know last minute doctor their their deck or sideboard on uh on saturday night late or, or sunday morning early so 100 percent, yeah make sure to do that have notifications on check that i'll also be posting what i would play so you know I have I have a standard list. I have a green deck that I'm pretty happy about. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the two decks we talked about. So you have a Sultan in green, it sounds like, to at least look at. So thank you all so much. And call it time. That's a PB on us, Abe. 1914, the fastest episode of CCMTG yeah. ever. Rival only to what's the beatdown. Never heard of that. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week for a normal episode of Constructed Constructed.